Right. <laughs> Should we continue with the series? Well, I say continue. We're going to start a new series here today. Um, it's called The Holy Bible. And uh, just uh, want to do really in the next four weeks is help us understand this book a lot more and um, help us to get to love it a lot more. And I think there's a lot of confusion around this book and a lot of like mixed emotions when it comes to this book. And I've grown to, to love it over the years. I didn't always love it because I didn't really necessarily like reading, um, like maybe some of you, or I think like a lot of us, we don't understand it. And obviously, many of you might rely on a message here on Sunday to help, or that's the only time you're getting the Word of God. I hope not, and I hopefully through the series, uh, you're gonna realize the importance of it and the way that it can impact your life. And I just think when we look at the world today um, with the, the compromise that is happening around the world, the drop of values, the lack of this book uh, being used in many organizations and even schools around the world, you start to see this moral decline and you realize how important this book is. Also, there's a lot of trends at the moment. And unfortunately, even amongst Christians, where people deconstruct this book, they pick it apart take what they would like to, uh, exclude what they don't like, or even, um, you know, take certain things out of context, or, you know, just live their own truth in and through. I'll just take what is applicable to me, and, and, and you see a lot of these trends happening in the world today, and uh, it, it can't work like that, because this is a complete book. It is the holy Bible, and I'm going to explain that in a moment, but before we do that, I just wanted to remind us of our scripture for the year. So we had a theme for this year. If you've only joined our church in the last couple of months, we had this theme, lovers of truth, and it was taken from Luke 8, 15. It says, the seed that fell into good fertile soil, um, we did a whole series on that with the four types of soil. This is obviously a representation of our hearts. Fertile soil represents those lovers of truth who hear it deep within their hearts, we shouldn't just say, God, well, give me the truth. We should say, Lord, I want the truth. I'm desperate. I love it. I need it. Lovers of truth. They respond by clinging to the word, keeping it dear as they endure all things of faith. Because we're going to endure some stuff in this life, right? And we need to cling to this because this is the only thing that will hold us together. Let me promise you that. It's the only thing holding me together this morning. This is the seed that will one day bear much fruit, and we all want a lot of fruit in our lives, because we're all going to go through difficulty and challenges, and we need this book. This book is the Holy Bible, and uh, just a little bit of trivia, uh, the word Bible comes from a Greek word, biblios, which just basically means book. Uh, biblios is, is, is a book, and uh, the, the, there was actually a, a town which was the number one exporter of papyrus, or, or, or papyri, which is kind of, it's like a paper that is derived from the uh, papyrus swamp plant. Did you know that? I think there's a picture there. There's some uh, papyri and the, the swamp plant papyrus. That's where paper originated from, and there was a town called Byblos. Did you know that? Some of you are saying, hmm. So a little bit of trivia for you this morning. So that's where it actually comes from. And there's a huge amount of roots of the Bible from this particular town when it first came into publication uh, from Byblos. But, so that is the word Bible. And then the, the word holy means, um, 
well, there's a Greek word called hagios, which basically means set apart. It's different. It's distinguished. And that's why this book is called the Holy Bible. It's ordained. It's of God. It's true. It's this love letter that has stood the test of time. It's the top-selling book year in and year out. There is not a day that goes by where the Bible is not the top-selling book in the world. Did you know that? They're actually excluded from normal top-selling books. So if you had to go into exclusive books, the Bible would be at the top of the list if it was actually recognized. It is the top-selling book every single year across the world. Isn't that incredible? They literally just don't even put it there because there's nothing that comes close to the sales of the Bible. It's ordained by God. It's this incredible, incredible book. But what's very important for us today and the series is our attitude towards it. So we can be impressed that, wow, this is God's word and uh, it's a top-selling book. But what is our attitude towards the Bible? Because you might know all that stuff, but what is your attitude towards it? And uh, I must admit, I, I mean, I love technology and uh, I um, love the Bible app. Have you guys got the Bible app? I'm sure many of you got it. It's the version Bible app on your phones. I use it every day. Um, it's got a little verse of the day. There's different reading plans you can follow and you can highlight and all that. And, and I really uh, love it. But I do miss the days of a real paper Bible. And I bought my paper Bible here today. And you can see it's underlined and highlighted. And I love that, you know, that noise. And when we grew up in church, you know, people open their Bibles and you'd hear that, that noise. And I, I, I want to encourage you, uh, if you don't own a, a real Bible, I'm not saying, I mean, God bless the team at Life Church and all those that create these amazing apps for us. But if you don't own a real Bible, I encourage you to get one. Uh, there's something about the real pages that, that are in the Bible. And uh, these pages are incredible. I remember being impacted so much by a song uh, by a band called DC Talk, and it was called The Red Letters. And obviously in the Bible, whenever you see red letters, it's the words of Jesus. And the song speaks about, um, you know, there being power in the red letters. And I was actually thinking it was a great idea for a series one day. We, can, we might do a red letters series and look at some of the powerful teachings of Jesus. But get yourself um, a real Bible Get yourself a paper Bible. It's, it's special. I remember when I first met Jin, she was 17, and for her 18th birthday, it's probably, um, hopefully for her as well, the most special present I've ever bought her, and I bought her her first Bible, and she's still got it today, right? You do? And uh, I bought that for her when she was 18. She did think it was a little strange at the time, maybe. You were like, my boyfriend's buying me a Bible. Um, but uh, she was on this amazing spiritual journey, but she still got it today and is obviously incredibly significant. And um, Romans 10, 17 says this. So then faith comes by hearing, but perhaps by hearing the word of God. And my goal for this series and for you specifically for today is to get you to love this book. So this Bible here is unfortunately not my first study Bible I ever got. I had a study Bible in and through high school, and I used to underline it, make notes. I used to get mocked by a lot of my uh, friends, even at school, high school days. Some of them were like, um, you can't write in the Bible. You know, it's holy, you know. And I said, but this is my manual. This is my, and, and they were like, it's so funny. They had something to say, but they didn't even read it themselves. You know what I mean? Um, but I had the study Bible that um, I 
through high school, even though I didn't, was it a huge reader, I used to read the Bible a lot. Underline and make notes. I used to take it everywhere. You go to church and, you know, I used to um, have all my little preaching notes back before iPads were a thing. And I had all my alpha notes in there because I used to do some of the alpha talks at, 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 uh, at schools. And somewhere along the line, I was devastated. I, I, I misplaced it somewhere. I think I left it at Thomas More School, actually. And to this day, someone stole my Bible because it's never been given back. Colin, I'm looking at you because you went to that school, and I'm kidding. I've tried so hard to locate it, and I hope maybe even one day, because it had my name in it, someone is going to find it somewhere (laughs) and return it to me. It's so funny. uh, Jude, um, in his laptop bag the other day, he said, check this. He found one of my CDs, which I recorded in 2005, in the back of the Aloe classroom at Hilton College. Like, I, I can't, like, he doesn't even know why it's there, you know? Um, I was actually a bit disappointed because it was still shrink-wrapped. <laughs> I was like, thanks, whoever I gave that to you, you left it in a classroom and you never listened to it. <laughs> anyway, um, but I hope someone does that with my Bible and, and uh, returns it to me. But this Bible I received when I left school and I, I didn't use it for a long time. I just kept it. And then when I lost uh, my study Bible, I started to use it. And uh, I used it a lot through, um, I think, later years of Bible college and in it through. And if you look through, there's, I don't know if you can catch this on camera, there's notes everywhere. Oh, there are notes everywhere. Um, oh, look at that. This is Jin sending me a note. Love you. That's pretty cool. Um, but... Like, I don't know the Bible backwards, but I do know um, a lot of what is in these sections that I've highlighted and written on, and this is the Proverbs, and uh, it's, it's a beautiful book. And my heart today for all of us is to get us to love this book. It's precious. And uh, I wanted to uh, turn to Psalm 119. For those of you who don't know your Bibles uh, too well, uh, Psalm 119 is the longest um, chapter in the Bible. Did you know that? It's, it's kind of in the middle of your Bible to the right. It's a good way to find Psalms if you are in a physical Bible. And what's amazing is, so it has 160 verses, sorry, 176 verses. And the longest chapter in the Bible is all about the Bible. It's all about the Word of God. And that would tell me that it's important to God, that the longest chapter in the Bible is all about the Bible. And uh, somewhere in the middle of Psalm 119, verse 97, it says this, and David is saying, oh, how I love your law. Oh, how I love this book. I meditated on it day, uh, on it all day long. Your commands are always with me and make me wiser than my enemies. Oh, how I love Oh, how I love it. And you can see how this was hugely beneficial to his life. It made him wiser. And we need it to make us wiser. So I want to give you three points today, very quickly, and, and hopefully a little shorter today. Is The first is this. I just want you to love, love it. I just want you to love the Word of God. I don't know if you've loved something so much that you've defended it. Normally, you know, those mom jokes went around, and the reason why you get upset about those is because you love your mom, right? So when someone said something about your mom, it's like, oh, is it? You know, and you want to, you've done that before. Or you've defended a brother or a sister. Now, um, 
I would have you know that I've never been a, like much of a fighter. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that comes as a relief to many of you guys if, if you knew your pastor was into fighting. But I, I wasn't involved in many altercations at school. I'm, I'm, I'm traditionally a, a peacemaker. But I was involved in, a, in one particular scuffle in high school, and I was protecting myself this time because, <laughs> you know, we, uh, you meant to uh, look after yourself. And I had a, a bandage on my thumb. I'd injured my thumb. And one of the guys in our dorm was, uh, he was a little bit bigger than me, and he was like teasing me. Oh, I was like, it's not even sore. You know, one of those things. I was like, no, it is. It's like a bandage. And he, he kept like trying to like knock it. This is like my half broken thumb here. Uh, and he's like, oh, you just miss your, and he, and he was like teasing me and going. And he, he came across like this and he hit my thumb. Jeez, like UFC just came out of me. I just grabbed this guy. I foot swept him onto the floor. I got into the headlock and I said, I told you not to touch my thumb. <laughs> I defended myself, and we should defend this book. When people speak against it, we should defend this book because it is, it is God's love letter to us. And why should we defend it? Why should we love it? Well, look at 2 Timothy 3.16. It says, all Scripture is God-breathed. It's God-breathed. Forty people didn't write the Bible. God did. Men held the pen, the pen but God wrote these words. It's God breathed and it's useful for us. It's useful for our life. It's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of God, me this morning, Hilton Gregg, may be thoroughly equipped for every good work, for your marriage, for your business, for your mind, for your life, for your relationships. It equips us for every good work. It is God breathed. It's his love letter. It's not just a book, but it's a person. It's God breathing these words towards us. And that uh, attitude towards it, what is your attitude towards the Bible today? Do you defend it? Do you love it? Look at 1 Thessalonians 2.13. It says, we also thank God continually because when you receive the word of God, now that word received uh, is sometimes being used uh, when you welcome a guest into your home. You know, when you, kind of like prep for guests to come around. You've lit in the candles. In our house, you've lit in 300 candles. Um, you've got the music on. You know, the food is ready. Um, Jin is really a good host. And you're excited to welcome your guests. That is kind of the idea of this, this word, that when you receive the word of God, which you heard from us, so they received it with joy and excitement. They were lovers of truth. You accepted it. So not only did you receive it, but you accepted it. Not as the word of men, but actually as it is. The word of God, God breathed, which is at work in you who believe. Now, this might be maybe a little strange for you, but this book, even though I don't, I mean, look, I, I probably read a lot of the Bible in and through the app, but every now and again, I will um, read these pages. And actually, I made a decision a couple years ago to bring this book back out, because I actually used to take this everywhere. So even when I traveled, it was, even though I had it on my phone, I used to just take it with me. And I didn't want to lose it again, so I stopped taking it uh, in my kind of laptop bag. But I decided to start reading it like the real pages of it. And when we would have our morning devotions, when all our kids were at home, now they're all over the place, we would read from, uh, you know, the pages of the Bible as opposed to an app. Because also, when I was reading the Bible on my phone, you know, sometimes the kids, from an example point of view, just think I'm on my phone. But whereas maybe I'd be reading or listening to something that was actually spiritually, uh, you know, 
feeding me. So I, I, I went back to having the, uh, I found my Bible that I'd put away, and, and I actually keep it next to my bed. Um, and it, it stays next to my, my bed. And I just think it's significant. Also, we have a Bible downstairs in our home, um, in the lounge. I just think it's important to have the Bible. This is for us as a family. We believe in this book, and we stand for this book. Are you with me? So get a real Bible if you don't have one. It's God's love letter. It's breathed, God breathed. It's powerful. And I promise you now, church, I don't want anything more for you than for you to get to love this book. And let, 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 me, let me say this, um, and, and don't hear what I'm not saying, but if you didn't uh, participate with anything we did as a church, but you love this book, I'd be okay with that. I mean, I, I do want you to participate. You know what I'm saying? I, I do want you to come to church. But if you didn't, couldn't get here or you didn't have access to the online or whatever, but you said, hey, I couldn't make it, but you know what? I spent 20 minutes, half an hour reading this book. I'd be so stoked because this is everything. This is why we do what we do anyway. I just want you to love this word, to treasure this word. And I'm good with that if this is all that you are getting your spiritual input from. Are you with me? So the first is I want you to love it. The second is I just want you to learn it. Learn from the Word of God. I'm going to give you three ways that we can learn it. The first and probably one of the easiest ways is to, to, to listen to the Word of God. Hey, that's why you're here this morning and you are listening to the Word of God. It's not the only way that you can listen to the Word of God. You, you can attend a Bible college. You can come to our midweek service called Open Chapel. That's normally a little bit of a, a nuggety, hard-hitting, uh, shorter word. And sometimes we're able to teach a little bit more uh, deeply in those moments because, you know, church on a Sunday want to be a little bit more accessible. I mean, some of you might be here for the first time and maybe some of you aren't even Christians, which we are so grateful that you're here today, but we've got to make it a little bit more accessible. Whereas our midweek, you can make it a little bit hard-hitting. That's another way you listen to the Word of God. Um, for me, I listen to a lot of books and read a lot of books, audible books. I also regularly watch various podcasts and pastors, like speaking, a, a wide variety so that I can get, I just, I really, really enjoy listening to the Word of God. I mean, last night we were on the way to Jin's family, uh, the, her mom's cousin had a 70th, and on the way there, instead of listening to a song, we actually listened to a, a preach, a podcast. Um, and, and I'm not saying we have to be all religious about this, that you can never listen to music. I, I'm just saying I really love it. I enjoy to listen to the Word of God. And let me tell you now, there have been so many times where I've listened to something and it's been so significant for my life at that time right there and it's literally given me such strength and peace. Let me tell you, even this morning, I mean, it's just been crazy in the last few days, some of the stuff that I've read that has even set me up for today with losing y Yvonne. Like, I, I can't even tell you how many things. It's almost like God knew and the, the stuff that I've been reading and listening to is like, is helped. I promise you, God has that supernatural, he's God, right? He has that supernatural ability to do that. And we need to listen to the, to the word. And there's a storm going on around us and it affects people in different ways. But with all that's going on, if you have the word of God in you, you can be shaken, but not moved. You can be shaken, but not moved. This morning, do I feel sad? Yes, but my faith is not moved. God is still God, he still sits on the throne and he's still good. And I believe that with all my heart. And that's what we were talking about in the Beatitude series. Regardless of what happens in your life, there can be a blessedness in your soul and your heart, even though something tragic has happened. But people look at you and go, that's crazy. Like, how, how are you? It's because of God, because of His Word, building our lives on the rock. So the first is listen to God's Word under this um, learning it. 
section is listened to it, then obviously read it. Very, very important to read the Word of God for yourself, not just to rely on others to, to read it for you. And uh, Matthew 7, 24 says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Sorry, I missed that scripture uh, for the listen part. Anyway, uh, so, so, so that we need to listen to this. The second thing is we need to read the word of God, which is Matthew 4, 4, and Jesus answered this. He said, it is written. So we've written it for you, for you to read. Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. If this is God breathed, we need every word on this book to feed us. It's, it's bread, it's fuel for our souls. So again, get yourself a Bible if you don't have one already. Set, a time, set time aside to read this book. It can be a couple minutes a day. It can be a, a longer time than that. But try, if you can, please, just to take some time to read. If you don't know how to read it, come and chat to any one of the pastors. We can help you how. Um, I mean, a good start is just download the YouVersion Bible app and go sign up, get an account, and then you go to... Um, you, you can go straight to the Bible there, but you can go to plans, and then you can go find plans. That, so even you can find a plan how to read the Bible. I'm, I'm not kidding. You can find a plan about anything you're going through in life, and you can follow a seven-day plan, a three-day one, uh, a one-year one. And my encouragement to us, even as we're nearing the end of the year, can you believe it, is why don't you make a commitment to say, you know what, I need to start to get into the Word of God more. You can start now, but you can say, you know what, I'm gonna make a commitment in a couple months' time, one of my New Year's resolutions is I'm gonna, you can read the whole Bible in a year. Did you know that? And we shouldn't feel like um, guilty if we miss a day or two. Just, we'll pick it up again. You know what I'm saying? So often with these reading plans that are quite intense and quite long, you know, you miss a few days and the next thing you've got like 99 chapters to catch up on in one day. You're like, oh, then it becomes a burden. It, it, it's not meant to be like that. Okay, so don't, it, it's not about ticking the box. And so just be free in Jesus' name when it comes to many of these things. But I really, really want to encourage you to, to read the Bible. Find the place, read it. And the third is study God's word. Don't just read it, but let the Bible read you. Don't just read it, let the Bible read you. Take time to reflect and say, God, what are you saying to me here when I read this? And, and it's really good to pray when you read the Bible. Say, God, I'm gonna read your word today. Would you speak to me? And then read it. If you don't understand it, ask God to reveal to you. Maybe, maybe as we um, look in this now, when, when it comes to in the next point, which is study God's word, is, is take some time to get some references and look at different you know, examples. And there's strong concordance app. Ah, like, I think I'm becoming more of a nerd the older I get. Like, I'm like geeking out on some of these things and finding out the, the meaning. And I, I listened to something the other day, and I said to Jim this morning, like someone had quoted the Greek word, and I was like, that's actually not the Greek word for what was said. Because I went and looked it up. You need to look it up for yourself. Don't just believe everything I'm telling you either. Seriously, go study it for yourself. And it's, it's really, really exciting when you get to love this book that you start to like cross-reference and pull out and let God speak to you. It's alive. And you know what's crazy is you can read it one day, the same verse, and then read it another time, and it says something different to you because it's alive. You know, I kind of, you remember that movie, The Never-Ending Story, how the book came alive? I mean, this is a crazy movie from way, way back. But like, it's so much more than that. It's, it's alive. It's real. It's, it's, it's working in our hearts every single day. So study God's Word. So we, we um, we listen to it, we read it, and then we study His Word. And there's multiple ways that you can study it. You can um, come to college, as we've heard about. Uh, 
at your home groups, for those of you involved in groups, um, often they, obviously groups also about community, but it is a great opportunity to, to learn and unpack and study things in the, in, the, in the Bible. But very important when you study, don't make it about ticking a box or to get head knowledge. You actually want heart knowledge because listen to the scripture, John 5, 39 says, you study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me. You see, we're meant to find Jesus in and through the words on these pages. So when we study this, we're saying, Jesus, come alive in my life. Are you with me? And ask God as you, as you pray, say, God, how can you come alive more in my life? How can I make this practical and applicable to my life today? So we need to study God's word and find Jesus in it. Okay, are you ready for the last point of the day? So the first is we love it, then we learn it. And the third is, very important, is that we then live it. It's pointless just listening to it, reading it, studying it, and then we don't actually apply it in our life. James says be doers of the word, not just hearers. And what's really important about this, and what a lot of people don't understand, and... Um, is that without getting kind of too deep, but we, we're in a spiritual battle in this world. There, there's stuff going on around us. There's lots of things coming against us. And we actually need this book as a weapon. It, in Ephesians, I'm not going to teach into that, but it speaks about the armor of God. And all the armor, it was kind of uh, an analogy, really. The, the armor of God, looking at a Roman soldier, how he's protected the helmet, you know, the, the shield, the breastplate, the, the, the truth, the, talking about the, the belts, the shoes. And so it gives this whole thing of the armor. But then the, those are all defensive uh, kind of um, pieces of armor. But in, in Ephesians, it talks about the Bible being the sword of the Spirit. That's the only offensive weapon that we have. It's the only one that we have to fight against many of the challenges that we have in life. Now you're saying, well, that doesn't make sense. How, how, how do you, what do you mean you use these, how do you use the Bible to fight? Like, do you literally like hit things with it? When you get this word into your heart, it's amazing how scriptures will come alive in you in tough moments and you use it to fight the enemy that is always trying to destroy you. So for example, I don't have any issue with sleep. Like, I promise you now, ask Jen, I'll be talking to her and I'll fall fast asleep, and then she'll just breathe, like to take a breath and maybe her talking, and then she'll carry on talking, and I'm like, no man, you just woke me up. I was dreaming. She was like, impossible. That was like, like five seconds. I'm li I literally just fall asleep. But it was about a month or two ago, I, I wasn't feeling well, and I was just battling to sleep. I had a lot on in my mind and just overthinking some things and just trying to figure it out, just coming under a lot. And uh, there was a couple nights where I just, just, I woke up like two, three in the morning. Also, God was speaking as well, but I, I wanted to go back to sleep, but I couldn't. It was so frustrating. And I was like, okay, the word of God. And you, you see, you, you can't do this if you don't know it, but it speaks about, um, it, it's, it's, it's a two Timothy. It speaks about that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. So I just kept praying that, Lord, you've given me uh, love, power, and a sound mind. Love, power, and a sound mind. Just calm my mind. Love, power, and a sound mind. Love, power, and a sound mind. Love, power. And I just kept saying it over and over again. And guess what? I fell asleep. And I, I do that every single time now. If, I, if my mind is active and going, just, God, you've given me a sound mind. And I had the ability, ability the other day because someone else was battling to sleep. And I sent him the scripture. And he was like, yes, I didn't know that one. That's amazing. I'm going to read that when I can't sleep. And if you can't sleep... Guess where you're gonna go? It's 2 Timothy 1 7. 
love power, and a sound mind. Use it as a weapon to fight the battle that you're facing. Are you with me? We need it. Um, going back to um, Psalm 119, which we read earlier, the longest chapter in the Bible, uh, just even for, for many of us, as we, we struggle through things on our life, particularly young people, look, look at what it says here. How can a young person stay on the path of purity? That's a battle, right? Staying on the path of purity, making the right choices. We've got some teenage kids, kids in our home right now, and we're having lots of conversations around making the right choices. Yes, they will make mistakes. Yes, they're going to fail, and they're not failures, but they will make a, a poor decision. But we keep having conversations, and the more and more I'm, I'm trying to, I don't want to make it like a, a law for them, but I'm just saying you need the Word of God. You have to get a revelation for it yourself. Otherwise, you are not going to be able to make the right choices because you don't know what the right choices are to make. I always, uh, you know, joke about it. You know that what would Jesus do bracelet, WWJD? Do you remember those? There were many people wearing it, and they were getting into a situation, what would Jesus do? Hmm, I actually don't know. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? You need to know what Jesus would do in those situations to actually understand. And it says yeah, how can a young person stay on the path of purity? Which is a challenge. By living according to your word. Because this is where the conviction comes from. I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. It's not law, but these, this is God's instruction book for our life. It's his, it's, his man, it's his manual for us. It guides us, it leads us. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And let me tell you, people sometimes look at pastors and go, well, we've got it all together. You know, we, we never make mistakes. I, I'm not saying you think that, but some people do think, you know. But we, in a normal world, like all of us, I grew up a normal teenage life. And let me tell you, there were some many, many, uh, I did make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. But let me tell you, the reason why I find myself in the place that I do today is because of this. I can 100% testify to God's grace in my life, to making a lot of the choices that I want, needed to make is because of this book. Some of you look at me like, I'm serious. If you've got young people, when you're faced with temptation and all sorts of things, again, I'm not saying, no one's perfect. But I wanted to wait till I got married. And by the grace of God, through this book, I was able to do that. And Jin's the only woman that I've been with. It's not common in these days. And I'm not telling you any of that to make any of you feel guilty or bad. I've never been drunk in my life ever because of this book because I remember reading it from a young age saying do not get drunk on wine but rather be filled with the spirit was it easy no I remember one particular moment all my friends were drinking and they were like oh, come on yeah and I remember taking a beer I was in about standard eight taking a few sips and I was like oh it's like so disgusting but I kind of wanted to be a bit cool fit in and all the guys were getting a little bit you know doped up and Eventually, I was like, this is terrible. So I actually went and got a Fanta, and I poured the Fanta, half the beer, I put the Fanta in the beer, just, you know, to be cool. And eventually, after a few sips of this Fanta beer, orange beer, I was like, what the heck am I doing? And I just chucked it away, and I went and grabbed the other half of the Fanta. And I was like, hey, aren't you drinking? And I was like, no. I came under a lot of, you know, scrutiny, and you know, people will have a go. But I, I, because of this book, I hid this book in my heart. And please, don't hear what I'm not saying. I wasn't saying I'm perfect. We all make mistakes. But because of this book, I was able to stand 
firm on many of the things that I wanted to in my life because this built my life on the rock. When it comes to my marriage, how you conduct business, all those things, we have to stand firm on this book. And that was, this is the main reason that I stayed on the course and found myself doing what I do today. And the more, I remember when I was younger, the more I had the word of God in my heart, the more excited I got about God, the more on fire I felt for God. And we all go through the same temptations and struggles in life. But when you put your feet firm on this book, you will experience joy in your life that you never knew was even possible. So we live the word of God. So we love it, we learn it, and we live it. And uh, kind of as I come to a close today, I just remember when I was at Bible college learning the word of God. Fiona used to make us learn it. Actually to pass her lecture, you had to read two chapters of the Bible every day, and you had to fill in like a chart and I think you needed 70% to pass, right? And you had to read two chapters. There were many times where I read Psalm 117 twice, praise the Lord, which is a very, it's four lines. Um, you were allowed to do that, but you're only allowed to do that a handful of times in the month. <laughs> I promise you there were times I would get home so shattered, like I'm so tired as well as sleep, but it's, okay, read the word of God, Psalm 117, Lord, what does it say? Eventually I knew it off by heart. But we, and Adele used to make us learn the word of, of God, like in chunks and sections, and she always used to pick on me. She maybe knew what God was calling me to one day. She would always find me as I try to hide behind people when she would ask people to, mem- you know, stand up and give the memory verse. Ephesians 1, grace and peace to God the Father and Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to the God the Father of Lord Jesus Christ. And I, I, I can recall it from learning the word of God. Talking about an offensive weapon. When I get on a plane, I don't want to go down in that plane. So you know what I do is I pray Psalm 91. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the mighty. I'll save the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he shall save you from the foulest snare and the deadly pestilence. He will cover you as feathers and under his wings. You shall take refuge. Do not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks at darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it may not come near you. For you only observe with the eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. For if you make the Most High your dwelling, even the Lord who is your refuge, then no harm shall befall you. No disaster will come near your plane. For your commander's angels concerning to guard you in all your ways <laughs> so that you may not strike your foot against the stone. You'll tread upon the lion and the cobra. You'll trample the great lion and servant. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I'll rescue him. I'll protect him for he acknowledges my name. He will call upon me and I will answer him. I'll be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I shall satisfy him and show him my salvation. There was no teleprompt for that. You can confirm, eh? Jordan wasn't in the notes. You've got to get the word of God in your heart, church. You need to know it. Okay, I don't know the whole word of God like that, okay? Just, just in case you're like, geez. So, we're going to end the service with something that we've never done before. I'm going to give you a verse to learn. Are you with me? It's going to go up on the screen because I want you to love it. I want you to learn it and I want you to live it. And it's Psalm 119, verse 105. Not the whole psalm, luckily. But you're going to say it with me in a nice audible voice all together. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Psalm 119, 105. Say it again. Your word is a lamp to my feet 
and a light to my path. Psalm 119, 105. Take it off the screen. Your One more time. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Psalm 119, 105. God bless you, church.